everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Joel, your chief host of the show, and joining me as always is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hello, guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I got right now. I just wanted to, to say hello. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, not too bad. it's not looking too bad out here. It's um, we've got, we've got the nice cool change flowing in, relief from the heat. Oh, groovy! Good. And... Yeah, here for me, it's it's uh November. It's like the middle of November, and uh, the other day was like sixty-five degrees, and then two days later, it says it's going to be like in the the twenties. So. Kind of in that like weird transition zone, but eh, that's kind of how my weather's been. Yeah, yeah, right, on t- right up until it just um starts getting cooler and well, you know, winter's <laughs> coming. Yeah. yeah. Next up on the show, we have, as always, our interim host, Noble. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, and Todd, you are holding dynamite. <laughs> Is something about to really blow up here? Possibly. All right. And joining us on the show is our other host, Icy Popper. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. And I hope everybody throughout the world is having a fine, fantastic day, whether it be morning, afternoon, evening, or midnight. Good, good day to you all. I actually thought it was an American way to say good day to y'all, so you can get to give it that touch and tell everyone you're in America. Yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time. I say good day to you all. Oh, hey, at least at least you understand language rather than friggin' doing it the American way. <laughs> yeah. Still. Ah. Still. Good to have you on board. All right, so let's get started with what have we got to share with you for this ride this week. Okay, first and foremost, um, Grand Theft Auto 6, big thing on the game, on the news. Who's hype, who's um, just keeping an eye open, who's hyped for it, who's, you know, waiting and seeing? Well, I'm hyped up for Grand Theft Auto 6. Right. Like, I mean, we all know Grand Theft Auto, biggest, biggest game, you know, Grand Theft Auto is like super duper popular. They're milking the ever-loving Jesus out of it still. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly like wondering how, how more bonkers it can actually get. Like, just how many more mods are possible in this next yeah. game. Like, they have to step it up, right? Like, if they're going to be they're know, talking about bringing out like, like this new version, right? Like, like right. they gotta do some, like, some different stuff. Yeah, so, so, you know, a completely new story, a completely new everything. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, so, from what I'm understanding about one of the, uh, from GTA 6, from a lot of rumors, they're talking about putting some of the non-fictional cars in the game, however some of them will remain the fictional ones. Right, you know, they don't want to do licensing and all that, but still, yeah, you know, they made these great knockoffs. 
Well, not really. They give, they've been given permission from like certain companies to put their cars into the game to promote them. Hmm. I can't wait. I'm getting the PS5 or an Xbox Series X, and I'm getting on that shit. Right. Well, we'll see how we go, but right now, the one thing that's um, gotten you to be a bit leery is what they're, um, what they're trying to do with it at the moment. Ooh. Currently, publisher says Grand Theft Auto 6 should be priced per hour. Oh, this is gonna be good. This, this is, is gonna, gonna be suck. very good. <laughs> what do they mean, priced an hour? What, like 10 cents per minute? Like, you have to pay for the game? Like, what the hell are they talking about here? Oh god! Like, is it like you, when you actually fire up Grand Theft Auto, and irrespective of whether you um, you know, you're running the game, leaving a AFK or whatever? Oh wait, no, no. You know what? I have a better idea. Uh, see, they're trying to make it more immersive because when you drive, your gasoline goes down, and you have to pay for gas. So oh, that's cool. So they're they're equating how much you drive with the amount of gasoline you would actually burn. Now in, for, in game mechanics, yes, that's how it works. That's that's that would be like a real immersion thing as a game mechanic standpoint. And that would suck. <laughs> yeah, pay for fuel and then be like, oh, it's too realistic. Oh, come on, Grand Theft. Since Grand Theft Auto Four, it's becoming it's taking a realistic shift more than ever. It's funny you should mention that because Mafia 2 had that mechanic where you had to constantly fill up your car for five bucks. Yeah, Mafia 1 did that. Mafia 2 did yeah, that. Ma yeah, Mafia 3 didn't do it, though. That's sad. I like that game. Hmm. I like the Mafia redo, but anyway. The point oh, is, right, right. Yeah. To get back to um, what they're trying to do... Um... Get back as to what they're trying to do. Um, why, how do you think this is going to work? Like, how are they going to charge you to play a game on an hourly basis? Well, do you have to like log in every time you just want to play this? Is it like an online, like you have a profile and you, you can't just play alone? Like, how exactly do they differentiate that? That's a good question. Yeah, because like if you just wanted to play by yourself, then like wh yeah, why would why would that matter? Fine, you know they can't exactly track your fingers, that tracking unless they um, you know, you're connected to um, you know, whatever like Steam or whatever. I mean, I guess if you wanted to play online with different people. I mean, I don't think it would make a difference. Like, if you're playing online already, you'd, you know, you'd have to be paying for, like, PlayStation Plus or that sort of stuff. That's already an added cost. But on an hourly basis, like, no matter what you do, single player, multiplayer, they'll probably, like, what, charge you for, um, for whatever you get out of the game. And here's the thing. Right now, games like these, they cost what? 60 to sit they're trying to what charge 60 or 70 dollars for, for a brand new copy yep at least and how much 
like what a brand new game they charge you like what 60 or 70 dollars from release date Oh, okay. on the, you know, on like a big, big name title, you know, your think like your Assassin's Creed and all that stuff. Grand Theft Autos, yeah. And like I imagine, titles, like indies, yes, less. The company behind this is simply going to turn around and say, "All right, give us your credit card," and then at the end of the month, you find you get like charged like five thousand dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, and, no then, way. and that's kind of the thing, you know, like Five of Jumps live comment, tuning in. Card the client, you've been kicked out of this session. Because yeah. you cannot pay for this hourly rate. So what happens when someone gets banned? Right, like I think they just want to suspend your service to play Grand Theft Auto 6. And then still them. charge you for the time. Yeah. <laughs> they still charge you for whatever you think owed and then and bill you for it later, probably. Yeah. That sounds like one of those examples where technology or, or I'm sorry, like like laws are not keeping up with technology. Like they kinda just don't know what the hell to do in these kind of situations. Like what do you do if you're losing hundreds of dollars that you've invested in this game and you're like, Oh crap, well, all of a sudden, things are going bonkers right now. Like, well, like, what do you do? Right, and that's the thing. <laughs> and so, what we've got right here as well, like, here's what they're trying to say, is um, here's how they're trying to justify it with this sort of pricing scheme. Sorry about that, guys. I hope we'll make an adjustment on something real quick. Right. In terms of pricing for any entertainment property, basically, the algorithm is the value of the ex expected entertainment usage, explains Zelnik, which is to say that the per hour value times the number of expected hours plus the terminal value that's perceived by the customer in ownership if the title is actually owned, not, say, rented or subscribed to. So realistically, like what they're trying to say is, you know, how much value do you get out of your entertainment for any, you know, for time and for like how much they price it at? All right. Question. Yeah. Is the game free to download and to install or do you still have to pay for it? Um, that's the thing. We haven't found out yet. But the current business model that most games play, they're either, you know, pay, the, pay for the game once, you own it, or... Like if you were playing an MMO, monthly subscription fee. Grand Theft Auto 6 is... Oh, I don't know. They, they're, they're planning to charge a monthly, you know, oh. a, an hourly rate. Now... It'll be interesting what, to see, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to get at here is, um, you know, the value proposition element of it, like... How much, um, if you're out, how much is a, a ticket to the movies for like what, an, uh, an hour or two of a movie? Ah, jeez. Probably around like $12. Yeah, we'd probably be paying like what, tw about 20 or so here, right, Noble? 20, 24, 25? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've sometimes spent 50 if I want to go gold class with uh, yeah, a local cinema, big, you know, but generally it's like 20. 20 bucks to see a movie. Well, granted, I have not been to the movie theaters since um, since before 2020. Right. I've, so, been, I've only been there this year to watch. The like, I think the last movie I spent, it was, it was maybe like, I don't know, 12 50 or something. 
Right. I mean, the last movie I watched was on the big screen was the Mario movie. You know, yeah. Made Twenty somethings for it still. So I haven't but, seen the Mario movie. But yeah. then, like when COVID happened, I mean, like the the, the whole world yeah, kind of went completely crazy. Yeah. And so, what I'm trying to get at is like twenty dollars, or you know, whatever whatever rate they're charging in the United States, gets you what one to two hours of entertainment to watch the big screen. Now, what's the um? Here's the thing. because Grand Theft Auto is such a big open sprawling game that will you know you can get hours and hours of gameplay out of. Um, and you don't, you can't really put a ballpark figure on how much how long it's going to take for someone to expect it, expect to finish it. Um, and you know with a brand new game costing about sixty bucks or so, you buy it, you, you get sixty bucks for however long that entertainment lasts. You'd say like what a game is actually a good value proposition, right? Um, hmm. For the company, I mean. If they know that they have very dedicated customers that are willing to actually pay that price over the course of however the hell long they decide to play it, then yes, I guess that would make sense if they have those large enough percentages that will sustain their company. But I don't think that's the case. Right. right. I think that most you know, people that play this game are kind of upset about this. Like, w- wouldn't you be? Yeah, I mean, if you ascribe an hourly value to Grand Theft Auto Six, and then you can expect to get what um, hundred or no, so just, hours. Like, I wouldn't even play that then. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. like, what if I just want to explore for hours and hours on end? Yeah, I just want to look around the city and like do my own thing. Yeah, and I have to like pay you like more like if i'm not accepting the like the whatever nah you know what man i i get it i i, I wouldn't want to play their game no, <laughs> not, I did there. You, to, you know just be, you know not if you want the experience of just driving around yeah no way man like whatever I'm getting built hour by hour are you kidding me like no I wonder if they're going to put Teslas in there with self-driving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Watch Dogs 3 Legion. You can enable auto-drive and you, get, you see your character texting on the phone while the car drives itself. Any car. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. On Watch Dogs Legion, you can uh, text and drive because it says autopilot engaged. Autopilot disengaged. You can like Enable your car to go on autopilot at will. <laughs> nice. It's right. pretty cool. And so here's the thing, like, you know, here's the big long thing. Like, if you play like a, a slow burning long game like an RPG, should they charge you more because you know you get more entertain expected entertainment because it takes hours and hours to finish it? That'll be Skyrim, one of my personal right. favorites. You know, like they could, if they had a thing, they could have made a fortune just because it would take what hours of like, hundreds of hours to mm-hmm. finish Skyrim, for example. Yeah, but what if it's not about accumulating hours? What if it's just about like some person who likes to escape the real world and yeah. enter this fantasy land and just like 
that's that's very fulfilling. Uh -huh. It is agreeable, 100%. I play that game mainly, I would mainly play the game to explore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah I, play, I play story mode first before I get online. I'm sure by the time I'm done with story mode, online will be ready to play. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, I'm always willing to do story mode on a new game anytime. So, a couple of interesting live comments with five of drums. Um, it's got to be free at the start, and they charge money after like two hours of playtime, so you get like the feel of it. That's like the whole, you know, you can return the game sort of thing if they go with that model. I can understand that. It's fine. And then, you know, next one. I can't imagine being a YouTuber trying to find Easter eggs and waste money for walking around multiple hours. LMAO. <laughs> yeah, and then they would have to pay for it. Like, I, I did a six-hour live stream, and it's like, oh, crap, well... That was hey, a waste of time. So, with YouTube, that's going to be the funny part, because you may, if someone's popular enough, their audience members may actually pay for the gameplay. Right. You know, you <laughs> oh like, my goodness, you're so right. Yeah, they would, like, yeah. balance out and then, like, supersede it, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, like, you basically break <laughs> even. Like, sure, I'll lose, like, this amount of money, but I'll gain, like, 60 more percent. So, whatever. Oh my goodness. But honestly, if it were really up to you, I don't know. Like, would you rather, you know, own the game once or go on a subscription model? No, oh, own own the game once, a hundred percent. Yeah, just buy the Grand Theft Auto Six disc. It's yours. Yeah, that's it. Simple as that. Or the digital version. Same thing. Yeah, and like, what if you don't pay for it? Then what? You're kicked out of the game. Like, you can't even do it anymore. Mm, like, like, well, like, well, what are the consequences of like if you don't, you know, if you do that? You can't pay the hourly rate, right? Yeah. So, like, what happens if you don't do that? Then what? You can't even like use the game that you already paid so much for to begin with. Like, what? Yeah, but you know, if they do a mixed business model, thing, that's a bit more of a mess, but. But that's kind of what they did with, like, you know, World of Warcraft and all that seems to be doing that sort of thing. So, yeah, hey. no, I don't know. That's something about that sounds a little kind of illegal. No, yeah. no, no, it's not illegal. It's just, right, let's have, let's try to make some money, shall we? <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, and I get it. Like, people know, like, they know that people have sunk, like, what, thousands of hours in Grand Theft Auto Five already because of online and all that stuff. And then, you know, and spent like millions on shark cards, so... Oh, man, I remember I used to blow money on those. I like the loot boxes, they're funny. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, shark cards being what they are, it's... <laughs> Just more months. Well, I remember, like, during the Halloween DLC on GTA 5, I was, me and my friends were hunt, hunting for jack lanterns, and they either contain that contain what they call a trick or a treat. If it's a treat, they'll give you money or snacks. However, if it's a trick, it'll either explode or electrocute you. 
fun. I know, and I got my friend with the one that actually blew him up. I thought it was one where he can get some good stuff. Mm. But no, the jack lantern exploded and killed him. Mm. Anyway, to um, <laughs> to um, wrap this bit up, I know Grand Theft Auto Six has got its own slew of bigger problems and all that down the line. You know, trailering and all that aside, they're still a bit if you know iffy on the details at the moment, and all these leaks aren't helping. So you know, it's best to be cautiously optimistic. This yeah. Mm. Now to move on, if you're looking for a game that you can just purchase once with no subscriptions fees and no um and no hourly fees, I have just the game for you. It's great. Right. Alex Jones, NWO Wars, the official Alex Jones video game. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice segue, man. Absolutely. Uh, this is super bonkers. I can't believe this is even real. Yo, check this out. I know. And look, and look at the, and to keep on the topic of pricing, it's not going to be $20, 23 24 $17.76 for America. Yeah. And yet, you know what? It's so surprising that, you know what? The boy, Alex, he just, he did it. He finally made it. And, you know, the trailer aside, it's got every, a lot of, it's just, look, retro, done in retro style, voiced by Alex, with all the, everything that made Alex just memeable and lovable. It's, <laughs> dude. It does look retro. It's a side scroller. Yeah, uh. it's a retro, you know, retro style game. You know, it's and, and you gotta love all those orange and yellow colors. Not to mention the way the weapons are <laughs> fired. But yo, the, this looks like a NES, maybe. Yeah, no, it's more advanced than NES. PC. Mm. It is a, it Maybe is available on um, mobile platforms, and <laughs> oh, you know, wow. PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. It's available on the mobile platforms, but yeah, the the gameplay style, the aesthetic, and certainly harks back to the um, you know NES days, old school games. Wow. So that's Alex versus the New World Order. <laughs> Look at the summation of all this, though. Save the world from the evil globalist plot to turn everyone into bug-eating, pod-dwelling libtards. <laughs> bad. <laughs> True, <Boy. but> bad. <laughs> it's a bit on the nose, I know, but... Join Alex and his allies. Every day, thief they sues, lies, defames, and kills law-abiding patrons who threaten their power. Oh, yeah. And who's that little ally right there that's floating above Alex Jones? Hmm? Look familiar. <laughs> this is crazy, man. 
I never heard of this before. Is this like something no, it, new? It, just came, it actually just came out not too long ago. Really? Yeah. Holy out of curiosity, has it already been banned on Steam or? Oh, pro uh, maybe at at this point. Who knows? Right, but you can always get it on I, you know, on mobile and what have you. You know, download, download, or just go, go direct and download it now. Forget Steam, yeah. just go now. Like buy direct from the, you know, buy direct from the maker. Next one. Defeat big tech cucks and more, and other anti-American communist bosses throughout this adrenaline-inducing adventure. 1776 to buy it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do that, if you want to fight with familiar allies, if you want a gun-toting adventure that's badass, do it. <laughs> Players Alex, for the first time in history, experienced the world through InfoWars leader Alex Jones's eyes and see the war he fights. And save the babies. Oh my god, okay. You know what, I, I think this is getting a little bit too, too deep. Let's kind of like change topics here. Yeah, but... I I know it's it's so crazy, but yeah, that that one when I saw the thing save the babies, that kind of that kind of got me. I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't want to go there. But look, at the end of the day, like, how does he even get to, to get to this point? Like, go from running a you know a new site to having his own game. Easy, you hire a bunch of developers. Oh well, b b because he's he has so many crazy theories about like different things. Like, imagine if lizard people literally did control an underground city. Like, yo, imagine being Alex Jones with like a flamethrower, and you're going through the caves of the underground, and you're literally fighting the lizards. That'd be fucking badass, right? Like, w wouldn't that be cool? That'd be a fun game. And he'd be like, yo, uh, the lizard people, they're turning the frogs gay, and like all the crazy shit. Like, that'd be hilarious. I'd love that. No, that actually would make a pretty, you know, convincing plotline. Everything else would just be secondary. <laughs> yeah, man, that'd be super funny. I know, but you know what? At the end of the day, or or if like you like a like your your life bar, if the more like tinfoil hats you got, like the higher your life bar would go up. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, no, kind of like you know, like, yeah. like like Link, you know, when he gains like new hearts. Yeah, like when he when you collect these tinfoil hats, your life bar grows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, dude, but really, at the end of the day, dude, the memes have become real. And like, really, Alex Jones is just—if nothing else—he's just nothing more than a meme. But really, just, like of all the games that are coming out, like wouldn't you say at least like what something like this, this so brazen and badass, would just what be a breath of fresh air compared to what sometimes get what passes for games these days? 
I was, thinking, um, I was thinking about doing the podcast on my end in my car, but I'm out of gas. <laughs> well, I would say it's pretty edgy, you know, to to make a, a game like this and actually like, right? Yeah, present that. Yeah, present you know more sort of wall marketing that's just so direct with no, <laughs> yeah. and, and only like appeal to a very very like very niche market that you know that's. They just knows what's up. <laughs> there has been a lot of weird and crazy games out there, man. You know, like experimental kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's what that's really what indies are for. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I applaud them for um, you know, doing something that brave. <laughs> Forget it, Alex Jones. Type of games, the indie horror ones, because they're realistic as hell. Yeah. I play that. Um, Blair Witch was an indie game. Just that reason. But yeah, I think for something that's just so on the nose, I think that they, you know, I'd move forward. But if you want to go in the game, I guess, you know, you can go find the Alex Jones game. That. So, um, to move this or the site along. Avira, what we lead us through with um with these, what's happening in the box office at the moment? Marbles. Ah, okay. Well, the Marvels uh, breaks an unfortunate MCU record as Brie Larson film flips in the box office. I'm sorry, flops. <laughs> Remind me again, why did they need to make this movie? Like, what, what, what are they trying to do here? What are we trying to do? Well, let's see. The Marvels has claimed uh, the unfortunate title for like the worst opening weekend in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU. Uh, 32 film history. Uh, yeah, After 32 year film history. So, <sighs> okay. Like, yeah, uh, of all the Marvel movies, like, it seems to be like it's just... It just hasn't seemed to have done it. Like, it just, no, it, it, okay. It got $47 million in the box office, like opening weekend, and that was literally the worst uh, ever in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, line of films that they've made. Uh, even worse than Hulk, which only made $55 million, but it was still even worse than that. So let's continue. It says uh, the film was predicted uh, to debut... Uh, low box office uh, takings as fans complained of Marvel fatigue. So M Marvel fatigue uh, that the franchise peaked with 2019's Avengers Endgame and has oversaturated the market since. However, uh, because some early reviewers were uh, pleasantly surprised by the film. Uh, so take that with a grain of salt. That's probably the critics that they were talking about. Uh, it goes on to say, um, uh, still, it, it wasn't enough. Uh, hold on. Uh, scroll up a bit. Oh, yeah. Still, it, it wasn't enough uh, to save the Marvels from flopping. Uh, the film opened on Friday, uh, November 10th, uh, where it took in $21.5 million or 17 Point five million pounds in the box office. Uh, this is uh, an older article. It's talking about 
currency. Let's just have a look at how old this is. Yeah, it's it's newish, but newish. New okay, so this is twenty five million. I'm sorry, uh, twenty one million. Yeah, but the fact of the Anyways. matter is, it still stands. Like, how you know? Yeah, from having like you know, like hundred. Th this was the lowest in in their history. Right. How how do you go from like hundred million dollar openings to this basically? Well, what I want to know. The way I want to um, put it, as far as I understand it, so it turns out there was a lot of editing. I'm sorry, right. but if you want to make a, a certain dish, it's not just down to the type of water, but it's the ingredients included. If you take everything out of pasta and all you have is just like the eggs, then it's not part. Then it's not pasta anymore. It's just eggs. Well, th this movie was primarily made as what most people would cons consider like a, a cash grab, right? You had Brie Larson, who, who most people genuinely don't like because of her kind of negative attitude. And yeah. she's kind of mean. You know, a, a lot of people are just like not fans of her demeanor. And then you I have like, these two two other random people that no one's really ever heard of before, and then they just made like the Marvels, and it's just like these three women, and people have seen this formula over and over and over again, where it's like okay, strong women's, and it's like the the Marvels are trying to like make the men look like idiots, and it, it, it's all about you know the, the equality and women power, and uh, eventually people are getting to you know hero fatigue at this point because it's the same damn formula. And it's just, it's not relatable anymore. It's getting to like some weird message. So when you see, you know, the Marvels and it's like this, I know, I understand why it flopped. Like it, it makes sense why it did not do well at the box office. I wouldn't want to see this movie either. I have zero interest in it. So I'm sure most people do. And yet, you know, it's it's been kind of a common trope that you kind of describe too, you know? Make the male characters like bumbling idiots, make women all these, you know, just because they're women. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a weird trope. Like, why are they doing this? Right. Like, it, it's like, forget about suspension of disbelief. Let's just like, you know, shatter all this stuff and bam. Yeah, I don't get it. And I guess that's probably why they've, um, you know, probably the reason why it's kind of flopped. But it's that wasn't the only movie that's, um, you know, that's had the same reception as the Marvels. You know, Hunger Games. Oh yeah. The, yeah, the next one. The, the next one that's starring um the 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 media darling from Snow White, Rachel Zegler. That also crashed and burned. So it's just probably, and apparently they're saying, you know, the new Hunger Games is um, Battle of the Songbirds and Snakes is um, performed worse than the Marvels at the, you know, at the local box office. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Why though? Because of the the actress herself? Because like just how of a horrible person she is. 
All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. My uncle needed me. That's fine. I'm just wondering, like, like why that would be blessed. Oh, my uncle tells all you. He says hello. Hi. I'll be sure to address him that one. So, yeah, look, maybe Rachel Zegler had a thing to do with it. Maybe, maybe it's just all these things, like poorly written. You know, for a Hunger Games sequel, like which is now really popular, you'd expect more, right? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be. I honestly wish the uh, first Captain Marvel movie they didn't they left in all the outtakes. Right. Because some of them is just Brie Larson being an utter pain in the ass. Yo, okay, you just gave me a really good idea. Do you know what I think would make Marvel movies like even more popular? Okay, at, at the end of, like, the credits, you know, they have, like, the, the end credit scenes or whatever. What if they just the made, like, like that was the bloopers? Oh, the bloopers are hilarious. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, it was, like, in the theaters, though. Like, the movie would end, okay, the credits go, and then, like, there's that little end scene, and then it's, like, just the bloopers of, like, what the hell happened. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Yo, okay. I'd pay for that. You ever heard of the movie A Bug's Life? It's a kid's movie. The bloopers on that movie were hilarious. Same with Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2's bloopers were good, and Monsters Incorporated's bloopers were great. Like, I laughed at about every ending. (laughs) Yeah, I was a Disney kid back in the day. Yeah. The Monster but, Zinc ones were my favorite. Yeah, but maybe, yeah, like, maybe they can, you know, yeah. at this point, like, if they continued on the canon from the bloopers, it actually might be, um, might have made the movies better. I mean, in the state that, the, um, you know, Disney and Marvel are in, I'd say the bloopers would have, felt, you know, continuing from where the bloopers left off would have made it better. Yeah, if you if you just got Captain America, look at the camera and just yell, "Line!" <laughs> yeah, that's totally canon. I mean, Deadpool would work out with that. Well, yeah, there you go. Turn it into another Deadpool, and bam, heck! Oh, add Deadpool. Deadpool was the shit. He was hilarious. If that's what you were talking about, Deadpool, yeah, add him into that one. Yeah, exactly. Yep, he was the one that made me laugh. The Marvel character and Rocket Raccoon both made me laugh. Let's see, I grew up watching Disney movies and Marvel movies, and then I started taking off from horror to horror movies and such. Yeah, but now, but at the same time, though, there's another thing that we'd like to address as well. Um, you guys would probably agree on me, but do you guys feel the whole superhero thing is a bit overdone as of late? I do feel that. Yeah, they have they have made a good run, and for the past deck few decades, if not more, but 
Yeah, it's about time they uh, wind down and retire. They're coming up. They're coming out, running out of ideas, basically. Well, I don't know about that. It, I mean, it, I would, it's, I would it's more like it. um, over the last decade and a half or so. Yeah, maybe a little like yeah, fifteen, twelve years. Uh, uh, it's been extremely popular. No, uh, dude, like, like here's here's the thing. I it, it, I think it is fatigue at this point because they they've already told all of the most crazy, outlandish stories they could possibly do. Like, you know, the the apocalypse of the world. Like, it's not like a series. I mean, some of it is like like there's sequels and stuff, but I don't, I no I. I think they pretty much told every major story they really could from like all the all the crazy comic books out there. I mean I'm I'm sure there's like a bunch more, but like they can they can go on other avenues. It doesn't have to be like the same cinematic universe. If there's like another Marvel movie, I mean Thanos already destroyed half the universe. I mean, what the hell are you gonna do after that? Save the universe. Okay, great. Like, and, and then what? Like, you know, like they have to keep on building it up to make it more interesting. And I don't think that's like logistically possible unless they go to like totally exactly, different stories like, what, with different characters, like the, the same characters universe? fighting the same things. It just doesn't make any like Avera, story sense. There isn't really much original in Marvels as it's basically the the Marvel franchise as it's basically all just comic books. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what these movies are based on. Yeah, but you know what? You're right. Like we just—that's pretty much what they've been doing a lot as of late, and it's and maybe like they've got no ideas as of late or they're just not willing to take a risk on new ideas well i mean a bit of everything right and the fact that you know when a crazy awesome superhero movie came out like that used to be like a really big thing right like back in the day that was like whoa you know every couple of years there'd be like this like a like a new batman or superman or something and now it's like Marvel is just producing, um, or Disney rather, like a new superhero movie like every three months or like every you know six months or whatever. Like it's not as exciting anymore. You know, it's like okay, same characters, same thing. They're fighting the bad guys again. Like it, I don't know. I I, I think the, the yeah, fatigue well, kind of does is... come in there. Like it, it kind of loses its. Yeah. It's like that, wow. That... The whole, uh, the whole being a hero fighting enemies, don't you think that's being a little too old? No, uh, I'm saying it's like the same characters, like pretty much doing the same thing. And it's like every yeah, three months, it's a, like, okay, there's a new movie. So it's they, they use their it's the same fighting abilities throughout the whole movie. Change it up a bit. Come on. I mean, give them some new abilities other than just the same old thing. I mean, spice it up a bit, people. Come on. I'll be down to watch another Marvel movie if you spice things up a bit. Or maybe just, like, leave it alone for a bit and not yeah, or, keep or, on or creating sequels that, like, get worse and worse. Yeah. 
Are you trying to put Kathleen Kennedy out of a job? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's, yeah. that's really what matters yeah. at this point. That's unfortunate. Oh goodness, man. I'm not trying to put her out of the job or anything. All right, I'm just trying to, you know, I I would agree with Avera more than my my own opinion. Just give him some time to, you know, recuperate and then come up with new scripts and start making a new movie. Like, uh, not months, but a few years down the road. Give them some time. Let them let them do what they got to do. Right. Huh. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Icy Pupper speaks the truth. I'm just kidding. I mean, at, no, at the end of the day, there's a bit. People want something different too, like another live comment, Pipe of Drums. They want some controversial, polarizing movies that are funny and creative. Something that yeah. they kind of lack. Like, yeah. Right, like, you can look at the absolute state of fun, how they insert comic, you know, like comic relief in modern movies, which is just what, like, you know, funny one-liners. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> what was that guy's name that sent that message? Fifey or Five? Five. Five. Hey, what's up, Five? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, so really, it's mm. it's just quite. It's actually, you know, you could say whatever you want about it, like at the moment. But if this is where the current, you know, the big name movies thing is headed, is it any surprise why, um, you know, why games are, you know, taking over the movie industry? Like, well done, video game movies are taking over now. They're the in thing. Well, they did, however. Like make a five Far Cry Five mini movie. It was called Inside Eden's Gate. I recommend you guys check it out. It's on YouTube. Right, but it's not you know not like a like a full blown theatrical release. Like we're talking, you know, Mario. That would be great if they made a full movie of it. You know, Dungeons and Dragons and um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Couple to cite a few modern examples. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's is actually a very good movie. I've seen it firsthand. Wonderful movie. Likewise, just uh, not. Yeah, it's full, it's full of surprises, though. <laughs> there was a plot twist I didn't expect. Like I talked, I talked about it with Joel earlier before the show, and there's an insane plot twist to it. I'm not going to say what it is because. Those that are in this call who have not watched it, I don't wish to spoil it. Uh, mm -hmm. And we went quiet. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, there hasn't been an awful, awful lot. But, um, Noble, there was something yes. you... um. You were kind of interested in, and you kind, and you wanted to talk about. Is that? Are you yeah. still interested in talking about it? The whole anime thing. Yes. yes. Do we have time? Yes, we do. We've got fifteen minutes, and it's it's an interesting thing. Like we'll go look through it, but. And you and what do you think this is? Like, is it? Do you reckon this is a before we start this? Um. That anime's in trouble. Or 
I would hope not, but unfortunately. I mean, I get it. Japan does a lot of weird things, but let's just quickly have a look through this. 20% face bankruptcy. Manga industry faces an unprecedented crisis with a new Japanese law and it alterations to consumption tax laws put immense pressure on workers that could lead to a mass ejection of creative talents while locking out more. So it's an interesting thing, like what they're taking what they're saying here is that they're putting a they're making a couple, you know, taxes that um that can really squeeze out the um squeeze out the way that you know the whole manga industry and like leave people out of work, and you know that would put a bit of a damper on um on our, you know on our favorite mangas and stuff. What, what is that kind of what you think it is, Noble? From what I understand, um, the actual people who are doing the work themselves are going to be taxed. Right. Which unfortunately means they'll be earning less money. And that could basically kill an, an industry where the people doing the actual work are already earning right. basically bottom of the barrel, you know, right off the edge. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the people who are drawing the pages and, you know, you know, assistants, voice actors, and other freelance workers, and that you know, and that caused quite a bit of a squeeze. So, with any luck, you know, um, all you know, like things like Pokemon and all that, don't get too affected. It's Pokemon's cool. always been a good, good to me when I was a kid as well. Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of kids shows, kid movies, as a little one. I still do today. No, this is more basically the people who are slaving over making the actual shows themselves. Yeah, but you know, but knowing Japan and all that, it's it's more they just work. You know, all these artists and that they just work the guts, you know, and work themselves out to the bone. And yeah, like you and and I guess you can see why they kind of feel a bit more like the industry is a bit tightly squeezed and all that, what have you, right? So, like, imagine this, like, what if, well, you know, the tax, the taxing goes through, like, all the workers go out and squeeze, like, what do you think would happen? Would that mean, like, we'd get a delay on, um, on episodes and new pages? On oh, no, shows are basically going to get cancelled altogether. I mean, the, yeah. the, the voice actor for Sailor Moon has, yeah. has also come out and said, look, this will affect me as well. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, people would go out of business at that point. Like, if there's some tiny studio that's making some good content, they'd be like, you know what? Yo, I, I, I can't afford this. So, yeah. Like, hmm. that's a bummer. No. The loss change is baffling. As surveys indicate most respondents rejected. And so, I guess what I was, what you really were trying to say is, you know what? Like, if if all the, you know, if they're all speaking about it, it's, you know, you know, we can't, we can't afford to lose our friggin' manga, dude. It's like, because it's basically the one thing that people are turning to. Mangas are more popular than ever, and they're actually outselling comics by a lot. Yeah. Did you yeah. know that? Wow. Yeah, and not just that, but anime is also like on the up and up. They're getting into Netflix, and you know, 
they're offering a perfectly good substitute to, to Western cartoons now. So just think about this, really. If um, if all if all if the Fingo if the anime starts to collapse at the at the at the product you know at the production stage of the production chain in Japan, then that'd have like that'd be less anime for us going around because you know we'd have less less localizers, less of those stuff as well, right, Noble? Oh yeah. Like further down the down the production chain. And and I guess with any luck it's just not, you know that's just not what not what any of us want. So I think really like what do you think, you know, they, what do you think we should really you know, would be a viable solution? Like should they um you know, like should manga like really be subsidized a bit more? Should they um, change the tax laws? Well they shouldn't be changing the tax law to the way it is, and to be quite honest with you, uh, artists and the people doing the actual work themselves need to get paid more. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like how much, you know, you charge an artist how much? Okay, create, you know, create a couple of pages and then and so forth and so forth. And whatever have you. And at, and at the race they're going, it's you know, not a good look for how they run it. But no. Really, at the end of it, it's. I know I get it. Japan has its own problems too, here and there. But just imagine what it would be like if if twenty percent of um, existing at studios there just closed down. Like, you know, we get like all the minor anime. You know, it's a lot of the stuff. The smaller studios had shortages, and even the big, you know, the bigger studios had shortages. Like, just, just dwell on it for a moment. Is there any other thing you wanted to add on to that, Noble? No, I've already said my piece. Hmm. I know, it's just such a shame because now it's... Like, I get it, like, you know... Entertainment's just um, it's, it's just one of those things, in a precarious thing. Otherwise, you know what? We'd end up having to do, our, you know, our own little thing, like do what friggin', like God forbid, we end up having to do what Alex Jones ends up doing. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just like for just for a little bit, you know. Oh my goodness! No, seriously. But hey, there's a plus side to it. You know, he just he just did that and he did his own thing. But hey, but you know what though, in in spite of all this stuff and a bit of um how slow things turned out, I think it's um it's high time we um we wrap this up for um the week. Much as we've got quite a bit, um, who'd like to um write up uh say the closing statement for um what's what's happened this week. Um, uh, I see. I 
don't have any closing statements this time, sadly, but my clo- the only closing statement I had was thank you for having me on, and I had a good time. <laughs> All right, man. No worries. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to stay until the backstage is over. Mm, no worries. Mm, noble. Well, it's disappointing sometimes to see things, how they roll out. I mean, Marvels, I was hoping they would have at least had an understandable storyline, but that seems to have gone out the window. And it's really with this whole anime thing, it's just depressing to see how that's going. Right. Any um, any comments about, you know, um, how games do pricing? Like paying oh, I forgot about that one. Sorry. Like um, or I want to see this come out and released as is, to be honest. I really want to see the train wreck. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go through so much popcorn. You know, like, imagine that you go oh. up to the thing, like you go up to your local game store or whatever, like, and then get, get Grand Theft Auto, get Grand Theft Auto 5 digitally, and then, bam, before you play, you're asked to in, you know, insert your credit card details or what have you. Well, out of, all the, out of all the Grand Theft Auto games, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas from 2004, that game right there was my was me growing up. Like, I, it was a boy. It was a good story, basically. It's a basic. It's based off of revenge. You know, for your family, you come home, you find out your mother dies, and then it gets a lot crazier throughout the game. Right, right. You already know who the bad guys were. And I was shocked. I was told before I played that one certain mission that Big Smoke was the bad guy. But I did not know Ryder was as well. Ryder was also one of the bad guys too. Right. right. Um, Avira? <laughs> well, you, you have um, like pay to play and then pay to win. And companies that kind of exploit that, I don't know, dopamine rush are kind of, like, disingenuous to me. Like, you should be playing a game, like, to have fun, you know? Like, yeah, it, it, it's a little weird to me, so I, I'm not really a big fan of that. Buy the full disc. I'll buy the disc. Yeah, yeah, I, I, well, exactly, yeah. That, that comes down to the whole, like, digital copies one, or whatever. You know, buy the disc or, down, or digital download, pay once, and... Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Once it's a one-and-done affair, or, you know, or if you have to do a subscription plan, you know, here's your thing, you play, play the game as much as you can in a month. That's it, right? You know? Pay, like, $15, and if you, and if you get do everything you want in Grand Theft Auto 6 in, like, for, like, $15 for a month, then you got a great deal. If you're ready, yeah, I think it kind of just I think it just like ruins the fun of it. I don't know. Like if I had enough money, I could just you know go buy upgrades. Like uh, okay, I don't know. I don't really like that too much. Yeah. Uh, what about the rest of the other stuff though? Like you know, the Jones and. Dude, I think that's going to be absolutely hilarious. It's going to trigger so many people, and I just cannot wait for the memes. I mean, why wait for the memes? Live it out now. Just throw um, throw 1776. And, you know, and save the frogs from being turned gay. But, yeah. 
I suppose that's all we've got for you for this week. Thank you, um, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. And as always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tune in, play.fm, uh, radio, bit shoot, and we'll further down the line. All right. This is our signing off week. Farewell until next time. Until later. Bye. Bye.